Before we begin, I would like to remind all individuals present and attending the meeting in person today that all health and safety protocols must be adhered to. Masks must be worn and are available upon request. Failure to adhere to these rules and requirements may result in your removal from this room. Roll call, Carl. President Willie Adams? Yes. Vice President Doreen Wuho? Yes. Commissioner Kimberly Brandon? Here. Commissioner John Burton will be late. And Commissioner Gail Gilman? Present. The San Francisco Port Commission acknowledges that we are in the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatushuloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatushaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland, and we wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatushaloni community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Item number two is approval of minutes for the February 22nd, 2022 Port Commission meeting. So yeah. moved. Second. Okay. We have a motion and a second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? It passed unanimously. Item uh, number three is public comment on executive session. We will take public comment now in executive session. Is there any public comment? Okay. Jenna will provide instructions now for remote participants. Thank you, President Adams. At this time, we will open the queue for anyone on the phone who would like to make public comments on executive session. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments will be limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. And at this time, there are no members of the public on the phone wishing to make public comment. Public comment is closed. Carl, next item, please. That would be item four, executive session. And there are two executive session items, public employee appointment and public employee performance evaluation. Commissioners, so may I have a motion to go into executive to close session? So moved. Second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion passes unanimously. We are now in closed session.
Commissioners, can I have a motion to not disclose any of our closed sessions discussions? So moved. Second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passes unanimously. We are now in open session. Item number six is the Pledge of Allegiance. Item number seven is announcements. This is a reminder that masks are required at all times in the hearing room and failure to adhere may result in your removal from this room. Masks are available out in the front and we appreciate your cooperation. Please be advised that the ringing and use of cell phones and similar sound producing electronic devices are prohibited at this meeting. And please be advised that a member of the public has up to three minutes to make public comments on each agenda item unless the port commission adopts a shorter period on any item. Public comment must be in respect to the current agenda item. For in-person public comment, you may fill out a speaker card at the table in front and hand it to me. For remote public comment, dial 1-415-655-0001 and enter access code 2492-314-9197-POUND. During each public comment period, the moderator will instruct you to dial star three to be added to the public comment queue for that particular item. And an audio prompt will signal when it's your turn to speak. If you are watching this meeting streaming on SFGov TV, there's a very short broadcasting delay. So to not miss your chance to comment, please dial in when the item you want to comment on is announced, then mute your device to the meeting and listen only through your telephone, which has no delay. And for our remote presenters and participants, please remember to mute your microphones and turn off your cameras when you are not presenting. That brings us to item eight, public comment on items not listed on, on the agenda. We will take public comment on public comment on items not listed on the agenda. Is there any public comment? Seeing none, now Virgil Jenna will provide instructions now for remote applicants. Thank you, President Adams. At this time, we will open the queue for anyone on the phone who would like to make public comment on items not listed on the agenda. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments will be limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. At this time, there are no members of the public on the phone wishing to make public comment. Thank you, Jenna. Public comment is closed. Carl, next item, please. That would be item 9A, the executive director's report. Good afternoon, President Adams, Vice President Wuho, port staff, and members of the public. I am Elaine Forbes, the port's executive director. Happy Women's History Month. I have a lot to report today, so I'm going to dive right in. It's great to announce that the port will receive an award from the American Society of Civil Engineers Region 9, and this is for Crane Cove Park. This is now the second award we've received from the society for Crane Cove Park. The design of the park preserves our historic and industrial feel of the site, and it gets the public out into the waterfront. And we are really seeing all that community planning effort that this commission led over a decade come to life in the park. 
Erica Peterson, Project Manager, and Rod E. Washta, Chief Harbor Engineer, will accept the award April 22. Congratulations, Port Engineering. And I have more exciting news. Mission Rock is over one year into construction and recently topped off Building B. This is gonna be a new major life sciences building. The groundbreaking for the final building in the first phase will happen this spring, and that's a housing building, so that will be much needed new housing. This is a big achievement for our city. I wanna thank our real estate and development team for their dedication to this project and the commission for your leadership. Each of you have made major contributions to shape and shepherd this project. On to economic recovery. The Port's External Affairs and Maritime Division collaborated to produce a short video highlighting the unique and special Fisherman's Wharf character to local, regional, and national audiences. The video is to give a hand to the Fisherman's Wharf community who are working very hard and collaboratively on their economic recovery. The video highlights crab and fish sales and sports fishing and commercial fishing and the character of our wharf. I would like to uh, take this indulgence to play the video for you and for the public if you will allow President Adams. By all means. Thank you. Fisherman's Wharf. This is a working wharf, and it's part of the beauty of the San Francisco Wharf area. It's not just t-shirt wharf. The fishing was here before the restaurants, before the t-shirt shops. It's first the fishermen that go out and do the harvesting, they bring in the catches in. We unload the processors. They process the crab, they start to ship it, they export it. The back of Fisherman's Wharf, it really is industrial. It is fish processors. It's a working, living, breathing place. And it's a great place to visit. And there's a lot of history. I'm a third generation Italian fisherman. We're one of the oldest fishing families at Fisherman's Wharf. My family's been working here since 1908. My vessel's called the Lovely Martha, currently a sport fishing vessel. Sport fishing means when you come out and catch your own fish on the boat. Now, commercial fishermen, they go out, catch fish, sell it to a market, it gets processed, you buy it in the store. Luckily, they are selling crab off the boats, the freshest catch you could get. There's nothing better than a fresh Dungeness crab from the San Francisco Gulf of the Farallones. Our crab are sweeter and better tasting. The meat is firmer, more proud. Yeah, we love cats. We love the people on the boats. They're awesome. Well, it's like the eating crabs. And yeah. Have a good meal tonight. We just barely got down here in time. We would have come earlier if we knew how much fun it was. Yeah. This is the place to get crab if you're looking for it. Some of these boats have salmon permits. We do black cod, we do rock cod. So every boat kind of does a different thing. You can come down here and have wild-caught salmon that was just caught that morning or the night before, and uh, there's nothing fresher than that. That's the whole thing of coming out on a party boat. You could come out and catch your own crab, rock cod, halibut, lincoln, sturgeon, salmon. You can't get that kind of fish. Now the end consumer can just buy here if they want to and take it home, which is great. Or they can buy it here and take it to one of the restaurants and have them steam it. And then they can sit there and have a glass of wine and enjoy the crab that we just brought in for them. Make a day out of it. Come on over. Great. It's nice and beautiful here in San Francisco and the port. And yeah, definitely come. 
us fishermen are super excited. It's really neat to be able to have the public come down here and interact with us and kind of brings a sense of community back to the wharf. It's a whole experience for the family where they bring their kids and they interact and say, wow, the crab's alive. It's going to crab and claw me and everything. They really get excited. Like they're coming down here, they're picking out their crab, and then they're going and they're posting their recipes and pictures of their food or their kids picking up the crab. They're making a whole experience out of it. It is going to give the locals a part of San Francisco that was taken away from them. Because of this crack uh, program, I think, oh, now I have a reason to come back. And I just realized that it's so nice to be here. I had a guy the other day come and say he hasn't been down to Fisherman's Wharf in 10 years, and he only lives two miles. He walked down here, and he said, I'm going to come down here every weekend. I forgot how cool this place is. I'd like to thank Randy Casada of our team, who really pulled this one off. Thank you, Randy. Okay, now to equity. We're very excited to welcome back Sail GP to the Bay. Um, this is an international sailing competition using high-performance catamarans, where the teams compete across the season to multiple Grand Prix around the world. Francisco will host the Leeds Grand Final on March 26, 27, right here on our waterfront. GP has set up a technical base camp at Pier 96 to temporarily house the racing vessels and equipment. This temporary two-month license has contributed to activating our parcel for maritime, generating revenue, and we look forward uh, to opportunities in this location going forward. GP is will working to accelerate diversity and inclusion in sailing with the promise to connect to more than 1,200 young people with education and teamwork experiences in March leading up to race weekend. GP and local sales events coordinators have connected with schools in D10 and community centers to provide awareness and access for local youth. These race organizations' uh, goals are to leave a positive legacy and build a sustainable sport by providing equal, life-changing opportunities and new career pathways for all achieving diversity and we're happy to be host. I want to recognize our Maritime Division uh, for ensuring equity is prioritized in our partnerships, including our, our uh, youth sailing program, jobs for District 10, residents in the PESHA agreement, and more. Please keep up the great work, Team Maritime. Now to key projects. We're proud to partner with the San Francisco Water Agency Transportation Authority. They recently won an award for 3.4 million from the Federal Transit Administration to build a zero emission electric ferry. This, is, this ferry is to support Treasure Island and Mission Bay neighborhoods. The port's excited to welcome more ferry services connecting people, growing neighborhoods and jobs, and electric, electric ferry services green, which is very good news for our waterfront. I want to thank uh, our our speaker, uh, Nancy Pelosi, and the coalition of the Bay Area delegation that made funding for this project real. And we have more good news on green transportation. Our planning division with the SM SFMDA has made good progress on putting in the two-way bike lane. It's now open from Mission to Broadway. We have pedestrian signals, new flexible posts, paint to define the bike lanes, and, and signs to show cyclists about the bike lane. A special thanks to Hudson, Quesa, and the many neighborhood users who helped make this work. We're going to be back to you in the commission in spring to talk about how it's going and think about our next move. 
I would like to thank my team for preparing this report, and that that's my conclusion. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Director Ford. Uh, is there any public comment on the executive director's report? Seeing none here in the room. Uh, Jenna, let's go ahead and open up the lines for anyone at home. Thank you, President Adams. At this time, we will open the queue for anyone on the phone who would like to make public comment on the executive director's report. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments will be limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. At this time, there are no members of the public on the phone wishing to make public comment. Public comment is closed, Carl. Next item, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Commissioners, uh, Commissioner Gilman on the executive director's report. My bad. Um, Director Forbes, thank you for that great report. I had already seen the video, um, but I just really want to um, say how wonderful I think that video is. I cannot wait to have that at every little demarcation along the waterfront. In the beginning of the video, it went from the southeast to the northeast and then zoomed in on that bubble. And I think when we have a whole set of these, it really brings people to the waterfront. So I just wanted to thank the communications team. And I hope we can push that out on all of our social media channels. And as commissioners, we should push them out too. And then I just wanted to make one comment on the bike lane um, quick bill project. I know we're coming back in spring, but, um, but I will say we should always remember that having these protective bike lanes um, are critical um, for our waterfront. And while um, Alexander Zamai, who is a bartender at Water Bar who was hit on her bicycle riding home after work, while not hit on park property, um, just illustrates the example of why we really need protected bike lanes throughout our city. Um, and um, because her tragic accident, um, um, she, she is um, in recovery with traumatic brain injury. A young, vibrant woman who was a fixture of Water Bar, the bartender with the pink hair, Alexander, was a friend. And I just really wanted to use this opportunity to say how important it is that I hope as support that we on our property do everything we can to make safety for our bicyclists an utmost priority. Thank you for your report. Thank you, Commissioner Gilman. John, Commissioner Burton? No comment. Okay. Commissioner Brandon? Elaine, thank you so much for your report and happy Women's History Month. Um, oops, oops. Congratulations on the award from the American Society of Engineers and on the funding for the zero emission electric ferry. I think that's going to be a wonderful addition to the waterfront, having ferry service from Treasure Island. And hopefully, as Commissioner Wuho says all the time, we can continue to expand our ferry service. Um, I, saw, I also saw the video earlier, and I want to say what an incredible job Randy and the team did in producing it. Um, I think it was very inviting and inclusive, and it made me want to go to the war. <laughs> so thank you so much for your report. Thank you, Commissioner Brennan. Uh, Vice President Wuho? Thank you, Director Forbes. That was a wonderful report, and I also love the video, and I think it um, will, uh, I think, encourage more people to come down. Um, and it's nice to see something that we can see in action, actually, what we, pro we propose in terms of the live um, sales on the waterfront, so very much. And the rest of your report, I think my fellow commissioners have already made some great comments, so 
thank you and look forward to hearing more on these projects going forward. Thanks. Director Forbes, stellar report, uh, great video, and to my fellow women commissioners and to all women throughout the world. Today is International Women's Day. Thank you very much for all that you do. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> they never had nothing like that for men. Carl, next items, please. <laughs> Item 10 is the consent calendar. 10A requests approval of the executive director's nominations of E.B. Min, Joe Igbert, Noel Yuen, Meng Xu Chen, and Ken Lindbergh for appointment to the five-member Port Building Code Review Board. That would be Resolution 2112. 10B requests approval of a settlement agreement for lease 15017 with Paul Furman, doing business as Bay Natives, the tenant under which the port and tenant will enter into lease L16658, the new lease for a reduced premise of 5,000 square feet of outdoor paved land at Pier 94, to the payment to be comprised of the new lease base rent at 45 cents per square foot, and back rent for lease 15017 in the amount of $1,500 per month to reduce the outstanding balance. Three, the port will waive all late fees and interest that would have otherwise accrued on the outstanding balance through the end of the five-year term of the new lease, and four, provided tenant is not in default under the new lease, port two, forgive the remaining outstanding balance for lease 15017 at the end of the new five-year term. That's resolution 2213. 10C requests approval of a resolution adopting findings under new state urgency legislation to allow certain members of this body to attend meetings remotely during the COVID-19 emergency, continuing to allow certain members to attend remotely for the next 30 days and directing the Commission Affairs Manager to agendize a similar resolution at a commission meeting within 30 days. That's resolution 2214. And 10D requests adoption of new procedures for public comment at port commission meetings, providing members of the public an opportunity to comment in person or via teleconference. That would be resolution 2215. So moved. Second. Jenna, uh, at this time, is there any public comment? Seeing none, we will now, to our people, home people at home, Jenna will provide instructions for our remote participants. Thank you, President Adams. At this time, we will open the queue for anyone on the phone who would like to make public comment on the consent calendar. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments will be limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. At this time, there are no members of the public on the phone wishing to make public comment. Public comment is closed. Consent calendar, there's no discussion. We have a motion and a second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Resolutions 2212, 13, 2214, and 2215 are adopted and passed unanimously. Next item, Carl. Item 11A is an informational presentation on Mission Rock project updates and intent for the port to enter into an agreement for the purchase of non-potable water from Mission Rock Utilities at Seawall Lot 337, bound by China Basin Channel, 3rd Street, Mission Rock Street, and San Francisco Bay. Thank you, Carl. Let me just get you comfortable with the new technology here one second. There we go. 
Thank you, Carl. Um, and good afternoon, President Adam, Vice President Wuho, uh, fellow commissioners. Um, Phil Williamson, project manager for the Mission Rock Project, here with you today. Uh, today's inf informational presentation will provide updates on several project components and review the project sustainability plan or sustainability strategy. As Phil, we have I'm sorry it. to pause you, but oh. would you be willing to speak very closely into the microphone? Oh. It's harder to project with the masks on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I know you're tall and the microphone <laughs> only goes so high, but get no as close problem. as you can. Thank you. Okay. Should I start over? Or I'll start over from this slide. Thank you. Thank you, Elaine. Uh, today's presentation will provide updates on several project uh, components and review the project sustainability strategy, including a preview and an agreement uh, to purchase non-potable water to irrigate the project's parks and open spaces. This slide is a quick uh, written and graphic representation of phase one, which you've seen before, but just for a quick recap, that phase one includes two residential buildings, two commercial buildings, one life science and one more of a traditional office building, ground floor retail in these four buildings of approximately 50,000 square feet, and construction of the inland portion of China Basin Park. The project team has been keeping very busy over the past several months, working on both horizontal and vertical construction aspects of the project. On this slide, we quickly highlight that for you, um, including parcel G, which is underway, I put my glasses on to read it, um, to, and the facade is now being installed and is working its way to the top of the building. Uh, we're working to issue a temporary certificate of occupancy for this building this fall, uh, with full occupancy to occur in 2023. Parcel A, a residential building at the corner of 3rd Street and Tony Stone Crossing, uh, is underway as well. Uh, we expect that building to top out at its highest level, floor 23, in May of this year and occupy that building in 2023. Parcel B is under construction. It's a uh, life sciences building just to the south of Parcel A. Uh, construction is underway. We had a big ceremony there a few weeks ago and topped out the structural steel and target occupancy is 2023. So next year, we'll see a lot of new people on the site occupying these buildings. Parcel F, a residential tower that is slated to start construction the beginning of April, is currently in its final um, permit review process. And we are looking forward to that building pile driving starting in a few weeks. Regarding workforce, the port required, or port received an updated information from the developer just a few days ago and are reviewing that now. And we'll be coming back to you at a subsequent meeting with a full LBE update. Um, but just, we wanted to share some of that information with you, even though it is still under review. Uh, but what we're seeing preliminarily from looking at it in just the last few days is that the Q3 2021 increase in LBE participation dollar-wise is total $7.3 million. Uh, that's helping the project continue its trend towards 20% participation. Um, the latest report, again, information is still being reviewed, but it's, it's showing us that to date the project has issued $72.8 million to LBE firms, and our particip participation rate is up to 13.2%, heading up towards 20% and hopefully beyond. We have a brief budget update for you today. Um, 
we primarily have told you these items before, but just to refresh your memory, uh, last fall we were successful in issuing our second tranche of bond financing for the project, totaling now just over $99 million at a pretty very attractive interest rate. Um, and speaking of which, the project team is keeping a close eye on the interest rate environment, uh, which is currently in a very volatile moment. Um, also on construction costs and supply chain issues, all challenges to the project that we're grappling with successfully, and we'll keep you updated as those projects uh, change going forward. Uh, the current focus for the team is to, to close on a construction loan for Parcel F, and we're anticipating that could happen as soon as this Friday, if not early next week. So that will be a big step forward for Parcel F's um, ensuing construction commencement. As originally reported to the commission back in 2017, the project is now implementing its sustainability strategy in the areas of transportation, resilience, water, and energy use. The project has achieved a LEED gold certification for neighborhood development based on these project elements and constructability efforts that are underway. Uh, back in 2019, we came back to the commission and you adopted resolution 19-40 that supported the formation of Mission Rock Utilities. Mission Rock Utilities is a nonprofit entity that will build and operate the infrastructure that's critical to implementing the project's sustainability strategy. The key components of this infrastructure are a district energy system and a water recycling system that together will produce 100% carbon-free electricity for the project, as well as 100% of non-potable water needs for the project's irrigation and other non-potable needs. The water recycling system uh, will produce non-potable water from the buildings on the project site to meet the project-wide needs for toilet flushing, irrigation, and cooling tower operation. This system is being built now as part of phase one and is located in building B, the life sciences building now under construction. The recycled water itself will be purchased by the vertical parcels for use in those buildings and by the port for use in our parks and open spaces. The port and the MRU entity are currently negotiating terms of a purchase agreement for this recycled water. The port's obligation to purchase the water will be subject to a cap on the costs, and the water's costs will be based on actual costs to produce the water itself. A fully negotiated agreement is expected to be brought back to the Commission at your April 12th meeting for your consideration, and should you approve that resolution in April, we will move on to the Board of Supervisors for their consideration. So that concludes my presentation today. But before moving on to any questions you may have, I'd like to ask Fran Weld from Mission Rock Partners, who I believe is on the line as a participant, to address the commission. Fran, are you there? Let's see, I'm not sure how she, how, she, how would she participate? Just Carl? a second, commissioners and Phil, as we work out the technology. Okay. Hold on a second. Thank you.
in maybe a couple of minutes, um, we may see, we may decide to um, forego the comments from Fran today if we can't get a resolution in the next couple of minutes. Okay. She's not in our virtual meeting. Okay. Well, that answers that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, that concludes my presentation, then. So any questions you may have, I'd be glad to answer. Thank you, Phil, for your presentation. Uh, Mr. Yes. Chairman? Yes. Mr. President? Um, yeah, I've got a, a question, and I'm trying to remember. There's a commitment by the Giants for, it was either 10 or 20 units for aged out foster, foster children, which I got them to accept at a meeting that lasted 27 years, it seemed. But exactly, what is the what is the number of units that were set aside for aged out foster children? Thank you for that question, Commissioner. Uh, and the project is aware of that requirement for those TAE units, transition aged youthing units, transition aged youth, I believe is the terminology. Um, I, the last I heard, that will be a phase two element. And the number I recall hearing is 21 units, but yeah, I would want to confirm yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's still in, and that's the deal. Yes, that is my understanding. Uh, is there any way to confirm that that's kind of locked in stone? Or, I mean, is who, who who's monitoring to see that uh, that that happens? And it also that part of that was there was going to be uh, a support system for these uh, young children. I mean. It, Who's responsible looking after that? The port, uh, a nonprofit. Uh. So the the port will be working closely with the developer to implement that part of the project, and also with the mayor's office of housing and um, economic development, or mayor's office of community development, MoCD, will help us implement and, that component. There's no question that that's going to be in the the deal. That is my understanding. There's no question. Correct. Is it the understanding of the developer? <laughs> I believe so. Uh, they're not here to, to affirm that, but that is my understanding. And right, the port will, much. the port is aware of that obligation and okay, will you. keep you informed, Commissioner. Phil, if I may, could we send to the commissioners information about how that sits in our deal term, why it's required of the developers, and who's the responsible party for enforcement? Certainly, we'll, we can do that. We'll send it through the Commissioner Secretary. Thank, thank you. You done, Commissioner? Yes, sir. Pardon? Okay, thank you. Now let's open up for public comment. Uh, nobody here. Uh, Jenna will provide instructions now for remote participants. Thank you, President Adams. At this time, we will open the queue for anyone on the phone who would like to make public comment on item 11A. Where's the, where's the Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments will be limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. At this time, there are no members of the public on the phone wishing to make public comment. Public comment is closed. Uh, Commissioner Brandon. Thank you so much for this update and this report. Um, just a couple of questions. So have we ever entered into a purchase agreement for non-portable water? Not to my knowledge, Commissioner. We are uh, deep in negotiations with the developer, working closely with the city attorney's office to 
to hash out that agreement. It's a, it's a new agreement for the port. Um, there are examples in other jurisdictions that we've seen and looked at, um, but the, so far, to my knowledge, the agreement we're working on is unique to the port. And it has, has it been done in the city? Um, I recall looking at some agreements with, from municipalities. I don't recall any that were San Francisco-based. So um, this is a totally new concept that we're embarking upon. Yes, it's fulfilling, it helps fulfill a, a, coincidentally, it helps fulfill a city requirement to use recycled water that the city enacted many years ago, but there hasn't been a source of recycled water to use to fulfill that ordinance requirement. So what will happen in many projects is the project will build the infrastructure to support the use of recycled water, but will not have any actual water to charge the system with. So we now have a source um, for the buildings and for the open space um, and we have to execute this agreement to fulfill the requirements of the utility to have customers to buy the product. And if, I, if I may, Michelle Sexton, my mic is Your mic looks to be on. I get very close. Okay. Very, very close. I just wanted to let you know that when, as we were collecting exemplars for the recycled water purchase agreement, um, Phil um, and Port staff work with the city attorney's office and the public utilities team to gather what they have encountered and what they've used um, with other agencies to formulate the agreement that will be before you once it's negotiated. Interesting. Well, thank you. And, and I look forward to it coming back in April so I can see what it actually looks like. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Brennan. Uh, Commissioner Gilman. Um, I have no questions. I, again, just want to elevate and lift up um, Commissioner Rock, how happy I am that in phase one, we have 199 affordable units coming on board outside of the phase two work that Senator Burton mentioned um, earlier in his comments. So again, just want to say this is what real estate deals, in my opinion, should look like. And so I have no questions on um, recycled water and meeting the environmental goals, but I'm super happy this is happening in phase one. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Gilman. Uh, Vice President Wu Ho. Uh, yeah, I just had a couple questions. Uh, it's not related to the non-potable water. I think you answered the question that uh, Commissioner Brandon had. So in the Mission Rock Phase 1, um, in terms of is there pre-leasing going on now for A and B? Um, I believe so, but we have not had that confirmed. I would, the developer, I believe, is is actively seeking tenants, um, but I don't. We don't have any details about okay. their efforts. Um, well, because we know that obviously that the visa is taking on one of the buildings, but I think it would be useful for us to know, and it's part of. I guess I see it as a data point for understanding economic recovery uh, in the city, and this is just to know if there is active pre-leasing going on, and what the lease interest is with these buildings since they're coming on stream, I guess, late this year and early next year. So it would be good to know if they're, and if they're actively looking to do the pre-leasing and if there's interest. So it's a combination of are they promoting and secondly, is there interest? So we sort of know what the trends are going to be in office space. That would be very useful information, Commissioner. I agree. We've heard colloquially that there is interest, but to verify that and get some actual data points would be very useful. So we'll okay, look into so that. Whenever you do another update, can you please provide that and have the Giants tell us as well? Sounds good. We'll do that. Thank you. 
Kristen Adams, can I, cool. can I add one request? Go ahead. I also think it would be very interesting for us to know on the 50,000 square feet of ground floor retail, because we ourselves have a lot of retail space coming up. I'd also like to know what the interest of that is, and similarly, what the deal points are for that as well. Just on that point, we have a, our kickoff meeting for ground floor phase one development, um, I think a Friday actually, so we should have more information uh, for you with our next meeting, hopefully on April 12th. Thank you. I think they both dovetail together for economic recovery. Yeah. Okay. Um, Phil, great presentation. It's uh, I live down in that area and I drive by it every day. I walk by it, heading down the waterfront, do my exercise. And it's just good to see how this thing is just right in front of your eyes. It's just up and coming. So I really appreciate that. And I'm just really excited about uh, this project. I guess, uh, okay, I think uh, Commissioner Burton had already spoke. So Carl, next item, please. Actually, President, Adam, uh, President Adams, uh, we were able to get Fran Weld on the meeting, oh. if, if it's okay if she has a moment to address the commission. Sure, go ahead. Can you hear us, Fran? Hi, thank you so much. I'm sorry I wasn't able to um, get the teams up earlier. Um, thank you, um, President Adams and commissioners. It's, it's nice to see you all. Um, my name is Fran Weld. I'm with the San Francisco Giants, um, Senior Vice President of our development. Thank you, Phil, as always, for a great presentation. Um, I just wanted to note um, on behalf of the Giants, I think Commissioner Gilman, you mentioned this, but how excited we are to be able to bring on this environmental um, innovation and sustainability in our first phase and have um, the incredible water savings and um, energy efficiencies with our district system. Um, I wanted to highlight that this was one of the first items that the citizens group uh, 15 years ago called for of Mission Rock to be an exemplar of sustainability. And we're really happy that we've been able to achieve that with the port's partnership over the years and look forward to working on um, this uh, Blackwater treatment or Blackwater purchase um, recycled water agreement in the coming weeks and months. Um, in response to Commissioner Wuho's um, question about leasing, I did want to also say that yes, we are in active conversations both with um, potential commercial tenants for the office and life science space in building B, the office space in building A, and of course the retail space on the ground floor of all of the buildings. We're seeing some um, uptick in conversations and people's interest and availability to tour um, the site and have, you know, expressing interest in um, signing leases in coming out of the um, most recent phase of the pandemic. So we are optimistic that um, we'll be successful in bringing on um, tenants in the commercial and retail space um, and hopeful to have um, positive news to share throughout the summer um, with the with the group. Um, I also wanted to just take a moment, um, if I may, um, just on a, on a personal note to let this incredible commission know that after 11 years um, with the Giants and um, at the helm of Mission Rock, I personally will be um, moving on to my next adventure. And I wanted to thank um, this incredible body for your vision and leadership for Mission Rock. Um, it's been an honor of a lifetime serving as a steward of this important um, piece of, of um, the San Francisco waterfront. And I have learned so much from um, each and every one of you and have really appreciated your uh, support of our 
collective vision here. And when I joined the extended port family, there was no cruise terminal. There was no seawall program, resiliency, leadership of, you know, collecting interagencies. There was, you know, no racial equity plan. Um, and you all have really over the last decade led the way, I think, on so many things for the city. Um, and I've just been truly a pleasure and honor to work alongside you and um, your incredible staff. So thank you for just giving me a few minutes to express my gratitude. Um, for your partnership over the years, um, and I will be seeing you all around. You will definitely be missed, Fran. Thank you so much. Any other commissioners, uh, Doreen or Kim, you've known Fran a long time. Have any comments? Yeah, I'd just like to say that Fran will truly be, be missed. She it was such an integral part of this whole team and the project and all that it is today. And because of the foundation and the groundwork that you were engaged in, this is gonna be a phenomenal project. It's been such a pleasure working with you. I highly respect you and all that you've done to um, create a great team and a great vision for Mission Rock and you will truly be missed. Commissioner, Vice President Wuhal. Uh, I just want to echo uh, Commissioner Brandon's comments. I don't know that I could add a lot more to them. She said them so eloquently, but Fran, we definitely will miss you. Uh, I think uh, we've learned, I think in the beginning, um, in terms of how to go about Mission Rock, I mean, there were steps forward and then there were steps backward, and, and you know all about them, but we've worked it out so that it's extremely collaborative today, uh, and we have, um, you know, openness and transparency and good conversations. In fact, I got a text from Jack Bear today, so I didn't know that this was the major announcement that he was referring to, saying that you were going to be on the commission agenda today, but we, we really will miss you. But you're leaving at a good point. The, the project is underway. It's been, as Commissioner Brandon probably knows, something that's been on the, on the, on the agenda for years and years, even before I was on this commission. Um, but I think you're leaving it at a great point. You'll have a great legacy. You are part of that legacy, and we won't forget it. So thank you very much for your work, and best of luck in what your next chapter is going to be, whatever it is. I hope it's still in the Bay Area, but anyway, best of luck. Thank you. Commissioner Gilman, you have anything you'd like to say? Um, I just want to echo what my fellow commissioner said, and Fran, we go way back before I was on the commissioner as an early community supporter of the um, ballot initiative that brought Mission Rock to be and the negotiations of the 40% affordable housing. I just want to thank you for your stewardship and leadership, particularly on International Women's Day. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Commissioner Burton, you have anything to say? I think you can. Okay. It's only fitting that the boss, the executive director, has the last word. Director Forbes. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, President Adams. Fran, um, we will miss you terribly. Um, as the commissioners have said, We've seen over the, the, the decade this incredible hard work that you've put into the project. You are part of the port team. You um, have always demonstrated transparency, collaboration, problem solving. Even on our worst negotiation times before we had a deal, Fran, you were tremendous. Your innovation on how to bring to life all of these various values in the um, resiliency sustainability program to the equity program. Um, just across the board, um, you're a true talent, and the project is shaped with Fran Weld's name on it, and um, 
we all are going to miss you and we hope you stay in touch with us and that we see you in your next chapter. Thank you so much. Thank you, Director Forbes. Carl, next item, please. Item 12A is an informational presentation to review the port's proposed 2022 federal and state legislative priorities. Good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, good to be before you uh, in person and in chambers. I'm Boris Celepine, Ports Legislative Affairs Manager. The item before you outlines the port's federal and state legislative priorities for calendar year 2022. Could I have the PowerPoint? Thank you. Uh, this presentation and the accompanying report are working documents that provide an overview of the port's legislative priorities in a very dynamic and changing context. Last year, we managed an active legislative advocacy program focused on pursuing state and federal funding to mitigate the negative impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. We were very successful in this endeavor thanks to your uh, support and contribution. In 2022, our primary legislative objective is to target funding available through the bipartisan federal infrastructure bill and Governor Gavin Newsom's proposed fiscal year 22-23 budget. Our key legislative goals are to, one, leverage federal and state funding that advances maritime business, reduce earthquake and flood risk, and protect key facilities for the port. Two, we want to position port capital projects to access federal and state infrastructure funding that supports economic recovery, resilience, and equity. Three, we want to ensure, ensure that supply chain congestion relief funding for the nation's maritime transportation sector includes support for small ports like ours. We want funding for ports in the state budget to remain high while establishing rules on disbursement that benefit the Port of San Francisco. We want to effectively partner with the Army Corps and other federal agencies to support our waterfront resiliency program. And finally, we want to monitor progress of new laws that may impact the port's uh, sidewalk vending permit program. This slide highlights some of the specific federal initiatives we're targeting to meet the goals I just outlined. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, also known as the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, is a $1.2 trillion spending agenda to upgrade the nation's outdated roads, bridges, broadbands, and transit systems. It includes $16.7 billion for ports and waterways. This initiative presents our greatest opportunity to access and leverage federal funds for the benefit of the Port of San Francisco. I'll provide detail on some of the strategies we're employing to uh, bid and win infrastructure funds in a moment, but right now I want to turn to the, the Build Back Better framework, which was introduced alongside the infrastructure bill to support climate change and the administration's social equity initiatives. It passed the House in November, but failed to garner support in the Senate. Last week, there were discussions about reviving a stripped-down version of Build Back Better that would preserve climate advocacy portions of the act. The framework currently provides over $500 billion for clean energy and climate change solutions that could benefit our waterfront resiliency program. We receive weekly updates on developments for initiatives like Build Back Better from our federal lobbyists. In 2020, uh, Port staff worked with Speaker Pelosi to amend the Water Resources Development Act, or WERDA. Uh, we wanted to modify, we did modify how seismic benefits are considered by the Army Corps when determining project eligibility and funding levels. The amendment ensures that port projects are able to compete equitably for federal funding 
by requiring the Army Corps to take account of higher costs when building flood risk reduction projects in earthquake-prone areas. A legal interpretation limited the amendment to riverine flood risk management projects. We're working with the Speaker's Office to clarify the language and ensure that it applies not only to riverine projects, but also coastal projects like ours. Returning to the Federal Infrastructure Plan, most of the funding is reserved to augment existing federal programs with $550 billion in new spending. It's important to note the money from the infrastructure plan is spread over five years. Funds are allocated through competitive grant opportunities. Like our contract RFPs and RFQs, these funds are competitively solicited through notice of funding opportunities, or NOFOs, which provide a description of the projects and the entities that are eligible to apply for funding. I mentioned earlier that the infrastructure bill provides our best opportunity at obtaining federal funds. Of all the available programs, our best chance to win funding is through the Port Development Infrastructure Program, or PDIP, which is made available through MARAD. The purpose of the PDID funding is to improve facilities, operations, and intermodal connections to seaports. This NOFO was issued last month. Over the next five years, $450 million will be made available annually. We have several projects eligible uh, for these funds in our southern waterfront, including birthing and fendering at Pier 80, replacement of the roadway along Amador Street, Pier 80 drainage and subsidence work, birth electrification, and facility improvements at Piers 94 and 96. A lot of the money currently made available uh, is tied to goods movement, making our southern waterfront eco-industrial projects uniquely positioned to compete. Rebuilding American infrastructure with sustainability and equity, or RAISE grants, offer planning and design funds to study transportation improvements in the southern waterfront. Brad Benson is leading that effort along with Muni and the PUC to submit a planning grant proposal to improve individual segments of transportation infrastructure around Islaus Greek. Other yet-to-be-released NOFOs for which we have eligible projects include Ferry Boat and Ferry Terminal Facilities Program through DOT, which could benefit Mission Bay Ferry Landing or China Basin, or China Basin Ferry Terminal. Building resilient infrastructure and communities, BRIC, the BRIC program, through FEMA uh, creates opportunities for our waterfront resiliency program. There's uh, money available for electric vehicle charging and refueling grants and, uh, and some state and local cybersecurity grant money available through the Department of Homeland Security. We um, continue tracking federal NOFOs and assessing grant opportunities that align with our capital needs. The, the funding available from the uh, Federal government is allocated, again, through competitive solicitations. In order to put forth the most successful proposals, our senior leadership team, led by Assistant Director Martin, have identified capital projects that promote <coughs> our ability to generate revenue and serve the public. We analyzed past NOFOs, looked at uh, awarded projects to ensure our future applications are good fits within the given evaluation criteria defined in each proposal solicitation. We're hiring a grant writer with uh, previous experience applying for federal grants to help support our effort and make sure we offer proposals that line up with the goals and objectives of these federal programs. 
On all these efforts, we coordinate with the mayor's office to ensure that we can leverage their support. Thanks to our lobbyists in DC, we've met with a number of federal agencies to date to understand their culture, mandate, and expectations of their funding obligations. Funding will be made available over the next five years. We will be playing a long game to strategically stack projects that build upon each previous year's efforts. Now turning to our state priorities. The legislature began the second year of their two-year legislative cycle in January. The legislature, through the President Pro Temp and Assembly Speaker, identified COVID response, climate change, housing and homelessness as their top priorities this year, along with how to spend a projected $45.7 billion state surplus, resulting predominantly from tax revenue and uh, federal funding support. There are currently four vacant assembly seats, including Assembly District 17, which covers the entirety of port jurisdiction. A general election is scheduled for April 9th to determine a replacement to finish the term of former assembly member David Chu. Uh, that election will be followed by a primary in June and a general election in November to elect a new representative to the seat beginning in January 2023. The deadline to introduce new bills was February 18th. We're monitoring the development of several bills. Over 2,000 were introduced. These are some of the bills and initiatives that we're tracking. Again, a very dynamic and evolving list. The governor's proposed 22-23 budget includes $2.3 billion in supply chain investments for ports. This funding is designed to invest in port-specific high-priority projects that increase goods movement capacity and promote the state's climate change goals. The majority of the funding available through the budget is slated for, for uh, large container ports in San Pedro Bay, like LA and Long Beach. The Port of San Francisco is working with our colleagues at the Port of San Diego, Port of Wainini, and others to ensure funding for ports remains high, but that the rules on disbursement benefit small, medium, and large ports. California's ports have different business lines and strengths. Together, the state's ports are a foundational economic engine that benefit all of California. And we're going to need your help to make that message, to send that message um, up to Sacramento. Last year, thanks in large part to your efforts, Governor Gavin Newsom allocated $250 million to California's ports to provide economic relief from COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, in December, state lands awarded the Port of San Francisco $56.6 million to cover revenue losses in 2020. Uh, applications to recover losses in 2021 are due on March the 14th. In April, the State Lands Commission will distribute the remaining $130 million in available funding. Staff is currently evaluating revenue losses and are slated to apply for over $50 million in the next tranche of available funding. Today, Mayor Breed introduced a resolution at the uh, Board of Supervisors to um, allow us to accept and expend that first $14 million in ARPA funding. That resolution was uh, co-sponsored by Supervisors Peskin and Haney. As uh, you heard last month, we're working with the city's real estate department, fire department, and mayor's office to lift the public trust on a 2.6 acre of uh, uh, port land to develop a new training facility for SFFD. Assemblymember Ting introduced the legislation last month. Uh, we're working with his office to ensure passage of that bill now known as AB 2357. 
Sidewalk vending is a hot topic in Sacramento this year with a number of bills introduced to deal with the issue. They range from SB 972, which uh, deletes provisions of the California Retail Food Code to remove barriers for vendors selling food, and SB 1290, which is a spot bill introduced to potentially uh, repeal SB 946, the uh, Sidewalk Vending Act law that decriminalized sidewalk vending in 2018. Today, the board adopted uh, Mayor Breed's sidewalk vending legislation, which is mirrored on our program. Finally, um, we're also monitoring a couple other bills, including AB 1679, which creates a position for a supply chain coordinator at CalSTA. There's uh, SB 551, uh, which coordinates uh, zero admission vehicle authority to deal with ZEP activities among state agencies. And um, AB 2387 is a $7.4 billion obligation bond that could be used to finance uh, safe drinking water, wildfire prevention, and flood protection. Uh, that could be on the ballot as early as June. In conclusion, our primary legislative priority this year is to secure federal and state funding for targeted capital investments that advance maritime business, reduce earthquake and flood risk, and protect key facilities for the public. I want to assure you, commissioners, that we're firing on all cylinders here uh, to compete successfully for these funds. We realize that this is a once-in-a-generation opportunity, and we're ready to meet the moment and take full advantage of the uh, circumstances before us. We're working to leverage and maximize the expertise of port staff, our lobbyists, grant writing services, support from our San Francisco, thank you, San Francisco state and federal delegation, along with your um, skill and constituencies to make sure we put forth the best effort uh, and, and find funding. We'll continue to collaborate with the mayor's office and we'll return to provide updates on the action steps discussed. Uh, I thank you for your time, and I'm available to answer any questions you have. Thanks, Boris, for your presentation. Now let's open it up for public comment. There's no one here in person. Uh, now for remote participants, uh, Jenna. Thank you, President Adams. At this time, we will open the queue for anyone on the phone who would like to make public comment on item 12A. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments will be limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three if you wish to make public comment. At this time, there are no members of the public on the phone wishing to make public comment. Public comment is closed. Uh, Commissioner Gilman. Boris, thank you so much for that detailed report, and please drink some water. And um, I just had two questions about this, our state advocacy, and they're more mm -hmm. procedural. Um, I guess my, my question on the state was, do we, I, I still know if governmental entities do this, but the private sector and nonprofit sector do it all the time. They issue letters to the governor on the May revise. Is that something we participate in or something that goes through the city and county that we do? I'm just wondering, with such a surplus of one-time money that could go a long way for us if we're doing if we're using that as a tool in our toolkit to secure funding 
Absolutely, it's a tool that we have in our toolkit. It's something that we uh, do along with CAPA, uh, the California Association of Port Authorities. We send group letters, we send individual letters as ports uh, that list you know, our, our, our project needs and request funding. So yes, it is something that we do proactively. Okay, and my only other question was, do we have any concerns that with the redistricting that was put forward for the assembly seats, um, that a little sliver of the High Street Pier, which used to be in 17, is now in 19? Or, or do we just think that will make it, ha it'll give us more leverage with sort of two assembly members who now represent the port? I, I mean, it's a fraction yeah. of, of port property, so I don't think it'll have a, a, an impact overall, but it will give us uh, an opportunity to engage uh, Assembly Member Ting's office. Okay, great. Thank you. That concludes thank my you. questions, and thank you for your report. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Gilman. Commissioner Burton. Questions. Commissioner Brandon. Boris, thank you so much for this report. Very, very detailed and a lot of exciting opportunities for us to seek funding for um, so many of the projects that we need funding for. Um, but I just want to let you know that we are all available to help in any way that we can, whether locally, state, federally. We're here for you. Thank you, absolutely. Thank you, Commissioner Brandon. Uh, Vice President Muho. Uh, thank you, Boris, for this very comprehensive report. Um, I am totally convinced that you're firing on all cylinders, so I really appreciate that. Uh, and that, uh, you know, we know that we're looking at every possibility and uh, under every rock, and I think that's really critical given all the needs of the port. And I was glad to hear in your report that we're adding resource to make sure um, because other than generating income and revenue ourselves, this is the only other way we're going to fill our gaps. So it's really important uh, that we f stay focused on it. And I think you have a lot of people on the commission who continue to be resources for you. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to hear that we're, we're working on this and it'd be good to have an ongoing report. And as you said, this is a unique window of opportunity right now, legislatively, that so much money has been released out of the federal government, and there is a state surplus right now, so we want to take advantage of that. And uh, so far, you all have done a great job in getting a share, so hopefully we can continue to do that. So thank you very much. Thank you. Boris, great job. Um, I'll just share with the commission and, and with you, Boris. Uh, my day job, my real job, uh, <coughs> Saturday I had the opportunity to have lunch with President Biden and all the international presidents in Wilmington, Delaware. And this is the first president, you can go back, not even Obama, Clinton, Trump, Bush, nobody has put this much attention on ports like President Biden has. The last time we've had something like this was Woodrow Wilson or even an FDR. His vision, he understands it. Uh, Secretary Walsh was with him. Uh, just by the fact that uh, Pete, Secretary Buttigieg came down to LA Long Beach, I was with him, and then, uh, John Picard, Port Envoy, uh, Governor Newsom came down, and Governor Newsom, this is the first time that the state has actually come up with some money, and Governor Newsom has stepped up. This is revolutionary. This is bold. Gavin deserves a shout-out because normally the money would come from the federal government, but Gavin has come out of the box. He put the money out there. The problem that I see that we have is this, and President, I mean, Commissioner Brandon says something. You can use us. It's L.A., Long Beach, and Oakland, but San Francisco, Port Wyneme, Stockton, Eureka, Sacramento. We've got to kind of band together to get our share. We have got to fight to get our share of this pie. If not, because 
each port is different, and they're going to look at the major ports that's got all the containers. And when L.A. Long Beach is having 20 million containers, and when you're talking $2 trillion going through the West Coast ports, that's a lot, and that's where the volumes and stuff like that. Right now, even out here, we had a meeting today. It's 25 ships sitting out here in the Port of Oakland waiting to get in. That's a good thing. And even when we're talking about inflation and all that, which, you know, which is crazy. But through MARAD, the Department of Transportation, Secretary Buttigieg, I have a really good relationship with him, and we have to apply for those MARAD grants. And he gets it. Secretary Pete, he might have been a mayor of, uh, you know, of, no, of some town in Indiana, but he gets it. He's a smart guy, and he's down in the ports, and he's willing to help ports, and he wants them to thrive. On the state level, Speaker Reardon, uh, I know Anthony very well, pro temps, Tony Atkins, but we also got to use our legislators from here. I mean, Scott Weiner and those, you know, Phil and whoever wins this election, see whoever, that's between them. But we have to use them. And we have Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis. I was at a fundraiser for her recently. So, I mean, we've got to engage and, and, and use this what we got. And probably nobody's more connected here than John Burton as the former chair of the Democratic Party. So I think we got to work it on the state, the federal level. We got to claw, beg, do whatever we got to do. We got to be able to get some of that money because the money is out there. This president, you know, hopefully he'll get another term. But we may not get this chance in a lifetime again, right? And this is bold vision, and we need to take advantage. And you know what? We need to have our hands out, and we need to say, just as important as L.A. Long Beach, I mean, those are my members. We got to say, we might be from San Francisco, but we want some too. And we got to go out there, and we got to own it, and we got to fight for it. So thank you very much. I, I, I really appreciate you have all of our support. Don't be hesitant to ask us, because I'll, I'll make calls, I'll talk to all makers, whatever. We, we're here, and we're engaged. We're, we support you. So. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Carl, next item, please. Item 13 is new business. I have not captured any new business, Mr. President. Well, I'm going to ask the commissioners. Any commissioner, anybody have anything? They say no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? It passed unanimously. We are done at 425 on inter Happy International Women's Day. SFGov TV, San Francisco Government Television.